What up, Modern Lending Podcasters? Welcome back to episode nine. We are going to take a radical change in direction. You know, we've been talking about sales and originations and sales strategies and operations, but let's go, let's go to the other side of the mortgage industry. Let's go into information security. Let's go, let's go talk about hacking. Let's go talk about the bad actors in the world out there and what is being done to protect mortgage companies every day. I'm going to bring on former Loan Depot employee, Billy Spears. Now, while he's no longer here and the time we did the podcast, he was our chief information security officer. And man, he has a lot of stories to tell and share about what's really going on. He did a great job for us while he was here at Loan Depot and he's continuing to change that world out in other industries today. So without further ado, buckle up because we're going to go to the dark side of the web with Billy Spears. All right, what's up, everybody? Alec Hansen back with another episode of the Modern Lending Podcast here with the one, the only Billy Spears. Now, Billy, did you know I was going to call you onto this onto this stupid podcast? Were you prepared when you saw it come out? Where you're like, oh no, he's gonna he's gonna call me? No, I wasn't prepared at all. It's uh, it's definitely <laughs> a treat to be out here in in front for once. Well, this is fun. So so guys, listeners, this is a this is a totally radical different conversation we're going to have today. I mean, we've had high level sales executives and Tammy and operations and mortgage technology and loan officers. And now we're going to go to the other side of the house, which is cool. So for those of you that don't know Billy Spears, he's the EVP chief information security officer. He, he's our like our, our badass in the back room, like protecting us from the bad guys. So <laughs> it's true, though. It's true. So let, I, I, would, I really want to unpack this whole thing, Billy, but really quick. Uh, before I get your origin story and kind of how you got into the business, what does a chief information security officer do? Like, what does that mean? For somebody who's like, I don't know what that is. Sure. It's more than the matrix. We're not just looking at ones <laughs> and zeros all day. Uh, it's kind of like a superhero. But at the end of the day, what we do is we try to we try to clean up the quality of the data. So you have to make sure that the data is what you expect. Uh, and the data kind of uh, grows organically throughout the pipeline all day long. So yeah. what we get... Uh, is we get adversaries, or we call them bad guys, right? And bad guys are coming in trying to prevent or, or stop the quality of the data. Uh, and they do it through all kinds of different means. So we, when you talk to us, we kind of talk a little strange sometimes because we're so caught in the weeds with all the attacks and all the things we're trying to keep out of your environment. But most of the day, we're trying to manage data quality. All right, so so there's bad actors in the world. Yeah. They want to get into our, our business. They want to take our data, mess it up, blackmail us, whatever they want to do, That's sell true. it. All the crazy stuff, and you're the first line of defense. That's true. Okay, yeah. okay. So that that's what we're really going to unpack today. But before we get into kind of that world of mortgage, which is just no, not talked about, um, let's 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 talk about you. Let's frame it up so everybody understands sure. who you are. So how? What did you start doing, Billy? Where where, where what's your origin story? Sure. Thanks, Alec. This is uh, this is interesting. I have a sort of a different origin story. I, I grew up in uh, in downtown Detroit. Uh, downtown proper. So those of you from Detroit, 8 Mile and Woodward. So yeah, what's up? Good Let's give a shout out for That's him. That's right. Uh, from there, you, you sort of grow. You know, my dad, he, he was a pipe fitter, union guy. He worked really yeah. hard for a living. And when he started to retire, he said his dream was to own a farm. We always thought he was kidding around. I had a bunch of brothers and whatnot. Yeah. He said, we're the labor force. We were like, nah, that's not true. That's not going to happen. It did. He, he bought a <laughs> farm and he was oh. like, hey guys, here's tractors and tools and dig and plant seeds. And we were like, whoa, listen, this is not for us. And uh, he gave us a choice. He's like, hey, you can join the union, you can work on the farm, or you can go do something else. So we all turned on the TV, and we were like, how do these other people live? We had no clue. So we all left. Oh, and my uh, gosh. All of you left. All of us. How so many brothers? The, uh, I have four brothers. So okay. Five of us in total. 
We all joined different branches of the, of the military. Really? Uh, all of you? I'm the only Marine, so I'm pretty proud of that. There you go, yeah. Uh, so I left for the Marines. You know, they Wow. Uh, kind of the story for me was I wanted to see how the other sort of side of the world lived. I wanted to yeah. see, you know, this wacky place in California. How do these people live? They always seem happy, <laughs> they're, right? They're, they're bizarre. That's right. So uh, that's what I did. So I joined the Marines. Uh, you, you take these little tests that kind of tells you what you can be yeah. in life. Yeah. And uh, mine came out where, hey, you're pretty good with technology. And I was like, cool, technology sounds fun. <laughs> Sounds amazing. <laughs> cool. So uh, what they did is they taught me to program in, in sort of an old school language now. It's called Unix Shell. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I did is I, I programmed Mission 1 computers on F-18s. So I Mission 1 around. computers That's on right. F-18s. That's important because there is a Mission 2. So okay. that wasn't me. That was somebody else. <laughs> that was Mission 1, though. <laughs> That's right. So what that means is, uh, you know, when the, when the birds fly, they have to understand where they're going, much like what you do in a commercial airline. Yeah. And we have to program where it's going, what might happen in case of emergency, and make sure that the asset, the jet, and the people get to the place uh, in the case of diversions. Wow. So that was my job. Uh, it was a really, really fun job. And uh, How long did you do that for? I did it for seven years, three months, and 21 days. Don't judge Specifically, me, Specifically, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it just happened to know my numbers. That's right. <laughs> most, uh, most military guys do. And then um, what happened after that? From there, was, uh, it was kind of wonky. You know, the market was, it was a little different for, for folks coming out of the military, especially coming from uh, what we call the theater. The theater. Yeah, that's, uh, it's not like the movies. So, so it's, uh, it's a little different. So when you, when you sort of come back from, from combat and trauma and whatnot, uh, there's a settling period yeah. uh, for adjustment. So for me, uh, I didn't settle really well when I first got back. And so the idea there was how do you, how do you sort of grow with, you know, grow with the skill set that I had learned uh, get a little better, but be ready for regular industry. Well, and you mentioned too, right now, you know, there's a very strong, um, I would say, pro-veteran kind yeah. of ethos That's true. in in the in America today. Mm-hmm. But you're mentioning it that hasn't always been the case. That's true. It, I mean, it wasn't like the Vietnam guys for me, right? Yeah. So nobody was was calling me names or spitting on me or anything like that. But they just weren't really to take a chance. It wasn't mm-hmm. like, hey, let's go hire a veteran. Let's give the guy a chance. Let's let's teach him something. Yeah. Uh, because that would have been really cool. Instead, they were like, hey, this guy might go postal in my office. So, nah, we're not going to take a, a chance judgment. on you. And I was like, dude, why are you judging me? Yeah. I'm pretty smart with computers, right? So I stayed in the federal government. I went nice. to this place called Glen County, Georgia. It's a really small place on a map. So if you're if you're in that area, you know what I'm talking about. So what's up? And uh, <laughs> how many people are there? Come on, that's right. There's a, there's one stoplight. So it was uh, <laughs> one stoplight. Pretty interesting. Uh, so from there, what we did is is we learned. So we got to build an entire ecosystem. What I thought was interesting in that particular place is we got to build 3D and 4D simulators to help our law enforcement guys. Okay, so unpack that a little bit. You're, you're building what 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 part of the government is this? So at the time, it was the uh, Department of Treasury, and it's simply there for, you know, kind of like the IRS and whatnot. They stick it there. It's sort of a cost item on a budget. What it became was the U.S. Department of Homeland Security, and then it got really sexy from there. Okay, before, okay, so before it became Homeland Security, you were building 3D and 4D models to train? We were. So uh, we were building rooms, mock houses, and we had SAG actors and actresses sort of playing roles, and we were... You know, pretend arresting them and pretend kicking doors in and driving fast on race car, race tracks, whatever. Uh, See, guys, role, role playing has never left the industry. <laughs> you know, in sales, you got to role play. In That's real right. life, they're role playing. It's really and cool. if you're not role playing, your sales calls, you're blowing it because the professionals role play. That's right. I, I dig it, dude. Um, and then it became Homeland Security. It did. And when that happened, everything got interesting. Much more severe, much more sophisticated. We were called up to Washington. Uh, and there's, there's a small grouping of folks that were pretty good at the industry building these things that had never been done before. So they called us up to Washington, uh, and we, we built two things. One is the first cybersecurity program in the United States. The second is the first privacy program in the United States. Very different but interrelated. What do those things do? 
So when you think about privacy, it's really about the appropriate access to information, meaning mm-hmm. you have access, you're in a company, you can see. Uh, so let's let's put it in Loan Depot standards. So right now you have access, you can see every customer we have, but should you? It's not really bathroom reading father, whether or not right. some professional athlete or some famous person got a mortgage through Loan Depot. Right. Uh, but people do, they get curious. So privacy is sort of tempering that. Mm. And it's also about creating safety for consumers. So what we're trying to do with privacy is we're trying to build trust. Will consumers... Uh, purchase using our products? Do they believe that we will protect their uh, their information throughout the life cycle, et cetera? Security is the technical integration of all those standards and all those sort of governance uh, layers that Jeez. we put in place. So you became Homeland Security. Yeah. You built the first couple crazy government security systems, I guess. Yeah, is that f- right? Yeah. The, the idea was we... we, we Consolidated. Think of it that way. Okay. So three-letter agencies don't like to share, right? So you Fair. have different agencies. They're very special. They have their own unique data. They don't really want to, to talk to other sure. sort of agencies. Well, I'm sure they have very sensitive data. They're, they're all equally sensitive, right? Yeah, fair. It's, the idea there was, uh, you know, how do we consolidate to a system that makes sense, but how do we keep the information segregated based on the agency okay. individually? And so that was a, that's a very difficult challenge. We're yeah. talking about 22 or 23 major agencies and a whole bunch of, of subdirectorates underneath all around the country. So the, the minute it was formed, it was 200,000 people from zero. So you got to think wow. about all the people and all that's the people amazing. on the borders and all the stuff that we care about in, in America today. Those were the kind of issues we we're fighting. And then right about the time that it started, we had Hurricane Katrina. It's a oh huge my gosh. catastrophic event. Yeah. On, on not just the United States, but everywhere because, you know, Families were getting separated from their children and whatnot. So think about that in the context of a loan. If you have half of a file one place and it goes to, I don't know, Kentucky, and then the old school, the other half of the file goes somewhere oh in gosh. Arizona, and then you got to put them back together. But this is people we're talking about. So yeah. it, was, it was a very difficult challenge for not just the privacy, but also the security. Well, of, so how long did you work there? How long did you do this kind of stuff for? Altogether, about three and a half, maybe close to four years. Okay. It was, uh, it was enough. It was enough. <laughs> so after four years, what what what, what happened? You decided um, to go. Where'd you go? Yeah, from there, I decided to take my trade back into industry. Right, so okay. it was sort of always the goal. Uh, from there, I, I went down sort of the South Midwest, okay. and I went to Austin, Texas, America. Oh, I love Austin. Uh, Texas. And we started to build uh, cybersecurity and privacy programs at Dell. So Dell was much smaller then, but it's sort of grown into this fantastic yeah, machine. It's big. Uh, I can't take any credit for that. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, on the on the back end, it was it was interesting watching data move. So if you think about how we use data today, how we analyze it, how the business intelligence we get off of it to help us predict or help us yeah. sort of understand where to move in the market. Yeah. That's really what we are learning at Dell. It was sort of how do we use the analytics for monetary benefit? Or yeah. To really to, as I, as I heard Anthony have said over and over now, how do we delight our customers? Yeah. Right. It's just a different yeah. kind of context here than it was there. So th- after Dell... From Dell, I started my own company, which oh. was super exciting. I realized that I do not want to be an accountant in yeah. any circumstance. <laughs> yes. Uh, so That's I, what no one realizes. When right. you start your own business, you're like, wait a minute, I got to do all this. I got to do taxes on this. Yeah. I got to do my own bookkeeping. It was a lot. I thought for sure I was going to, you know, there was going to be the time where I could tell my story and I was going to go out and just make this big disruption into the, the cybersecurity space. And I thought, hey, you know what? This is going to be great. Entrepreneurial mindset. Let's get it done. What I didn't realize, it was in the economic downturn. Mm-hmm. So it was right there, 2009, 2010, everything yep. was terrible. There was no really money to be spent. Yep. Uh, so, you know, we, we did okay for about a year and a half. And after a while, my wife said, hey, it's time for you to get off the couch and, and go do something else. So I went to General Electric. And General Electric was another boom at the time for 
when you think about innovation in the yeah. space. Because yeah, not only did we use all the concepts and sort of in my world, technology, ones mm-hmm. and zeros, figuring out data, intellectual property, those kinds of things, but we had the research budget to kind of solution the technologies themselves. Mm. So you have all these technologies in our space. There's about 4,000. Really? So if you think about why cybersecurity is so hard for companies, it's because there's too much to choose from, uh-huh. right? If we could just yeah. package it down and say, this is the pathway, it'd be really easy, but yeah. it's not for us. So you take different pieces of it and you try to solution the best thing for your organization. And at General Electric, we got to do that. And we kind of, uh, we kind of whittled it down to a science. Uh, mm. And so from there, we were able to replicate. So from there, the story gets pretty easy. So I went to Hyundai Capital from there. Yep. Hyundai Capital's huge. I didn't realize either. I thought it was a car company. Those no. of you who think it's a car company, it's not. Steel manufacturing. Mm-hmm. So uh, they kind of have eight or nine business lines. Uh, and then when it comes out, there there's some cars there too. Uh, yes. But when you think of they have both public companies, private companies, so it's it's a very sophisticated model that makes it very difficult to secure. Uh, yeah. From there, we get into the Loan Depot story, and I think that's the magic. Right? Well, so how did you get introduced to Loan Depot? Loan Depot is interesting. Over a burger. <laughs> yes. For your audience. <laughs> yes. The, uh, All good things happen over food. I think when, when I got first introduced to Loan Depot, it's the, kind of the same story that, that I think everybody out there hears, uh, you know, they said, Hey, loan Depot. And I thought same thing as everyone else. You said home, H- Depot. home Depot. Yeah. Right. And it was, All day. it was interesting. Uh, and they're like, no loan Depot, we're a mortgage company. And I'm like, huh? And so they explained the story of Quicken and I was like, Oh yeah, no Quicken. I'm from Detroit. Right. Yeah. And they're like, we're number two in the space. We're this rocket ship. Uh, we're trying to make this first digital mortgage solution. Yep. It's never been done. We're trying to help people's lives and, uh, and really, uh, work towards the customer. Yeah. I was like, man, that's cool. A company focused on the customer, and they want to use tech to innovate or drive the industry. Yep, uh, That's something I hadn't been part of before. So as a technologist, that's really sexy. Yeah, And so for me, I was like, okay, let's unpack that question. What does that mean? And so, totally. Yeah, and so I got to go meet the, the tech folks here at Loan Depot, and what I realized is these are some of the smartest humans you ever meet. So if you're out there and you ever get to visit – uh, one of our locations where we have tech people, go say hi, appreciate him, give him a high five, buy him a soda. Like, it doesn't matter. These people are working 24 hours a day around the clock. They're building new features. They're securing your uh, your space. They're making sure that everything is right so you can just do your job. And without these people, it would be like getting on the freeway and not moving anywhere ever. No HOV lane. So it, this is amazing. And this is why I wanted to bring you on, Bailey, to talk about this stuff because sometimes, you know, I'm a simplistic sales guy and we get so focused on what we do. And we forget that without all of the parts behind us, we can't do what we do. Mm-hmm. You know, and that to me is the, the funnest part about just this conversation is unpacking that. And so what I want to ask, you know, now that you've been, how long have you been at Loon Depot now, right? Two and a half years. Two and a half years. Just over. So woohoo, Congrats. over the hump. Yeah. <laughs> so what, um, we, you kind of hit what drew you in. What do you do every day? Unpack that yeah. for some people. Because I think everyone thinks like, I know, we know what salespeople do every day. Sure. At least they sit around and, and go on social media right. and don't actually <laughs> call, call, call their customers. Yeah, I see them. But, <laughs> yeah, they, they're there. But so what, 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 is, what do you do every day? What are you focused on? Yeah. What are the big you know, objectives you're trying to handle? Sure. So the first thing that I say, Alec, and you've heard me say this before, I hope, uh, is I make sure that I don't sleep so all of you can. Right. It's really, really important. I take little cat naps. I've done that now for the last 15 or 20 years. It's uh, it's kind of a rhythm for me. Uh, Other people need more sleep. But for me, every time I get into a deep sleep, I think, oh, my gosh, did I check this one last thing? It'd be kind of like leaving your house and you're not sure if you lock the door. Yeah. Same thing with the companies that I represent. And here at Loan Depot, what I do every day uh, is we're looking at how much. So it's a balance of how much security to have versus how much we implement. And when Mm. we integrate technology, uh, 
are we improving the lives of the people using the technology? Because security should be transparent. Yep. Uh, when I first arrived in 2017, it was anything but transparent. Sure. Uh, and it was very frustrating for, for mm. people banging on keyboards, uh, loan officers or otherwise. Yeah. Because every time we put something on, we would stop or disrupt or change the way they did yeah. business. Uh, and that wasn't on purpose. We were trying to get to a place that actually makes people's lives easier. But the challenge is when you layer on technology after technology, you're not quite sure how it's going to interact with the normal loan process. Yeah. Uh, so what I do every day uh, is we're trying to keep the bad guys out and we're trying to keep business flowing. Well, so let's, who are the bad guys? Sure. That's great. Because there's probably a spectrum of bad guys. Sure. Yeah. Well, who are yeah, they? Yeah. So you start with so sort of your state sponsored actors, right? Okay. This state is, sponsored you got actors. It. So this is your, your government institutions. This, this, this is, be, this is, listen, this is Russia. You got it. This is a straight up, like, <laughs> this is Russian interference in election. Yeah, okay. Okay. It's I just want to frame yeah, it up. For sure. I wasn't going to go political. This is a political time right now. But oh. yeah, this is definitely uh, Russia. When you these say state-sponsored. China and all these other people trying to, to get information over time, and they buy and sell and transact data throughout all the other sort of sales pipelines. So if you think about sales, uh, information, uh, it's definitely uh, a supply. It's like a black market. You got it. Okay. So we call it the dark web, but you might call it the black market. I like, yeah. It's not yeah. a guy selling you a watch, opening up his jacket. But at the end of the day, it's, it's the same sort of principle. Whatever you can get there. Uh, you're transacting through Bitcoin or, or so. Are there really state-sponsored bad guys out there? Oh, absolutely! Oh my gosh, for sure. It's it's the number one. They're the smartest attacks. So they typically sit for longer periods of time. They listen and they learn. And what they do is they build a targeted attack so they can affect some change, like an election or, or otherwise. Fascinating. Yeah, okay, so you got state-sponsored bad you got guys. State-sponsored. Then you get uh, sort of your hacktivists. These are folks that uh, you know. These are folks that sort of have a mission, kind of. Uh, they want to. They want to. Saying these like point. the Robin Hoods, <laughs> like they th they think of themselves as yeah, like the Robin Hoods. You got it. Like they're taking down the man, they're, or whoever they whoever they, they deem. believe to be the man. So Was sometimes it? it's corporations, sometimes it's uh, a nonprofit, sometimes it's some like a nonprofit, some belief system. It just it just depends on. What and are these it is. individual actors? They are or groups, right? So they yeah, can, they can okay, form sure. in small teams or yeah. whatnot, and they'll go back and forth and kind of steal your identity and barter and sell it and whatnot. Uh, then you get the, the straight-up hackers. So these are one-offs. I used to call these kids 15-year-olds with Cheetos, uh, but they're much smarter They're now 35-year-olds with right. Cheetos. <laughs> they're still there. <laughs> Lots of Cheetos. They've yeah. just grown. They went from <laughs> AOL, you know, stealing someone's, you know, credit card. Yeah. And now they're up here. You got it. Uh, so you get those guys, and uh, those, those are kind of fun uh, because you actually get to – it's sort of like a game of Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, because <laughs> it's easier when you only have one adversary to sort of compete with. Uh, so that's that's fun. It's much harder when everybody's sort of targeting you all at once. And, oh, my god! You know, you're still trying to run a business. Uh, remember, it's not Space Invaders. We're not just one-off one sort of matching up yeah. against these guys. We're, yeah. we're literally trying to keep everybody Putting up. Putting so walls up almost. You got it. Different layers of protections. Um, and what, okay, so, and simplistically, you kind of answered it a couple different ways, but I want to hit it again. What, what are they trying to achieve? Like, simplistically. Simplistically, they're trying to get in and discover. You mean the get, the get access to our information? Yeah, they just want to discover what we know and what we have and who you are, right? So the, the interesting thing from the bad guy's perspective is, can I get into the company? Lots of ways to get in. So think about every time we're out there and we want to hook up something cool. So Alexa is pretty cool. Hey, I want an Alexa on my office. Cool. The minute we hook that on our network, it's an open pipe somewhere. And if we don't know that well, you're it's, hooking and it we up, know she's listening. Always listening. Always listening. So if she's always listening, someone else can too. Uh, and that's kind of some of the challenge. If, if they we're not integrated into security in the beginning, then we don't know how to configure or don't know that exists. So it pops up on our screen and we start thinking that, hey, we're being attacked or something. So we shut it off immediately. We get the call from the loan officer. Dude, I'm trying to do my job. You just stopped my pipeline or something. Yes. We're like, dude, we stopped an attacker, not you. Well, okay. So they're trying to get in. They're trying to discover what, what we have, who we yeah. are. 
And so they can take that information out and sell it, manipulate us, blackmail yeah. us. So let's go back a little bit. So yeah. they're trying to get in for the data. Yep. For us, we have consumer data, employee data, and we have all the things that transcribe in, be in between. That's really the value for us. We also have a lot of intellectual property. Think about all that mellow software we've been writing for the last, you know, however many years, yep. right? That's valuable to Loom Depot and the brand and those things. Those are the three things they're trying to get. So that's the crown jewels. Well, and there's also wire fraud. There's massive wire fraud right now. True. Well, that's on the other side. So that's what they're trying to do with it, right? Uh, okay. So the idea is how do you get in, right? So they're trying to get to the crown jewels we just described. Yep. How do they get in? The most prevalent way people get in right now is for what we call social engineering attack. Uh, there's tricking couple, people. You got it. So there's a couple methods Straight up for that. tricking people. Just straight up jacking you and you don't even realize it because you're so busy. The most prevalent way we get it is through emails at Loan Depot. It's probably 96% of the, all attacks that we get here that actually touch humans. And that's where the, the human generosity of, of Loan Depot, the, the Loan Depot family comes into play because we are so nice to people that we just uh, we just accommodate. Well, I, so I have, a, I have a story about sure. your guys' org. So, you know, I'm... I, myself, and I'm sure like many people out there listening, we understand what phishing is and not, not the fun kind, not the Anthony Shea <laughs> not kind. Not the Anthony kind. Yeah, not the Anthony <laughs> kind. Because we just get these spam style emails all the time. And they're always like, you know, log in here, click here. Yeah. You know, then they're spoofed. And you can, you can tell, you look at the URL, look at the email address. You can tell it's not really a person. But my story was, um, I consider myself relatively savvy mm -hmm. and, and on the ball. And I'm on my phone and I got an email and it, it, it tricked me, like, for real. And I, like, oh, okay, I'll log in real quick. You know, some, I got some something to, well, I can't even remember. But what I do remember was in, like, within 30 seconds of me hitting that, I had a call from somebody in your world and an email mm -hmm. saying, we just picked up, like, a login from you in, like, Belize or something. Like, you know, somebody's not in, and so we, we're taking care of it, you know, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, my God, I got, I got, I got goof they got me yeah but you got you were on it like you shut oh, that yeah, down on it for sure you know you're like alec is not in like russia logging in right now yeah we call that impossible travel situations yes so for for us it's it's interesting because you know a lot of loan officers they take vacations in these exotic locations so i'm very jealous of all of you by the way <laughs> uh you guys go to some of the best vacations on the planet <coughs> And uh, when you're there, hey, you don't want to lose your pipeline. You want to keep everything yeah. flowing. Like yeah. it's really important. You got to talk to customers so, for sure. For you know, my initial reaction back in September 2017 was, hey, you're on vacation. Be on vacation. Don't work. And they're like, hey, that won't work for That's me. That's not gonna. That's not be possible. A thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so no, I was like, uh, okay. So, so now that I'm thinking outside the box, let's uh, let's find a different solution. So what we did is we have the mad scientists up in our security operations center kind of build a program customized for Loom Depot, and it simply says that if you go a certain distance in an impossible amount of time, seconds then what we're going to do is flag it. And so we can we can detect it in four seconds. That's bad. So that's probably how quick you get it. And yeah. We came up with that number randomly because that's the speed of our dialer. So we were like, we want to match the dialer. So that was the goal. And we can do it. We so do if it I look like I've moved across the country in four seconds. You're going to get the call. We're going to lock you out. You're going to get a couple different things that comes from uh, from IT ops and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's a machine at this point. Dude, that was Because that, that was an amazing experience for me. Yeah. And I was like, I was crazy. Yeah, so we got your back. That's what we're trying to say there. And then we're always trying to improve. So, you know, we'll throw some innovation in here right now. For the last two years, we've been trying to race the market to get to passwordless authentication. So what that Oh, really, my God. Oh Please my God. tell me you're close because yeah, this we're password close. thing. We're very close, but we need your help, right? So at the end of the day, I in order to- Oh, <laughs> you, Alec the Hansen, get out of here. This is the guy that makes the impossible possible no. all day long. So t what, what is password authentication? A password less <laughs> authentication. So it's kind of like when you when you open up your iPhone and you have all the bells and whistles on and yeah, it you scans look, your face, you look right? at your iPhone and you're in. Yep. 
no passwords, no touching the screen, no remembering some secret code, nothing. It just happens. Yep. But in order for that to happen, there's a whole lot of steps behind the scenes that I won't bore you with. But a lot of that stuff has to happen. Yeah. And in our business, we're in different levels of maturity for that to happen. Mm. So, for example, on my phone, in my device, as the security guy of the company, I'm passwordless. And I have to display that because if I won't drink my own Kool-Aid, how can I ask you to do any of it? And I can assure you it doesn't slow me down for anything. I have probably, if not the most, one of the most open accesses there are. So I can see everything if I need to. Yep. Now my team, I just said that on recording, so my team is going to be shutting me down right now, right at the end of the day. Yeah, exactly. It's like an invitation to to get into my account. They're like, you used to have a lot of access, right? Uh, But the idea is if, if I can continue doing my job and it doesn't, slow me down and I can still get to what I need, but I still have all these layers of protection Then I can make it really cool and sexy for the person on the ground. No more codes, no more waiting for a text, no more, none of this stuff. Just do your job. That'd be nice. I I would like to not have to change my password every couple of months and then I forget it. And then when I remember it, they say that's the wrong one, but it's the right one. And uh, I'm in hell. Right. But we'll reset it for you again. No problem. Yeah, no problem, dude. No problem. (laughs) So we're getting there. So (coughs) we want to use certificates, certificates, machines, talking to machines, uh, that validates the human. The human has their own stuff. Security, another thing to kind of tell the, the viewers here, security, we don't care what you're doing on your own time. Uh, you know, we're not trying to look in your device or, or, or talk about what your kids are doing. We have so many. Yeah, models. Alexa's doing that. Yeah, whatever she does. But you've hooked her up, so you can keep those records. Yeah. We get 10 million sort of inbound requests a day. Uh, there's no nobody on, on my tiny team that can, that can look in anyone's stuff. What we are trying to do is separate Lone Depot data from personal data yep. so that we can ensure that quality exists so you can be a lean, mean, loan operating machine. So before I get into kind of the good stuff of what you're working on, what what I want to really just kind of end this conversation for the bad guys because for those, mm-hmm. if, you're, if you're in the mortgage industry and you're listening to this, um, you're an avenue into your company. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the things that they need to look out for? I, I mentioned phishing, you know, those emails come through, but what other stuff are, are people susceptible to? I think people are susceptible to to normal business factors where you print things. So if you leave a a customer file, uh, you know, I know we we don't have printer paper cuts that much anymore, but those of you who do out in the field, uh, when you print stuff and leave it laying around, that's a huge risk for the bad guy. They want that stuff. They they come in with cleaning crews and other stuff to to really bring that out uh, so they can put the pieces together like a puzzle and they can solve for, again, the data or how to get in. Your credentials. Uh, what yeah. we find in, in the in our company is we are so nice, especially in the branches where you might have people working or working out of your account or whatever. You're so quick to give your credentials away, and that is your authentication into everything. So when you give it to one and they give it to someone else and you have three or four people working on the same account, we don't know that it's you because all of the technology fires off your characteristics. Are you right-handed? Are you left-handed? Do you use a Mac or a PC? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you log in from California or Alabama? Because if you log in from Belize, that throws us off. Yep. Things like uh, the pressure of your keystrokes. Uh, and we do that through timing. So if you type really fast, we know it's you. You type really slow, we know it's someone else. And that's huh. going to raise up a flag. And You're actually tracking keystrokes? We, we're talking the time of keystrokes. Yeah, okay. For sure. Yeah. And so what we call those is indicators, right? And so it's not really about Billy or Alec. It's about do we believe as a, as a reasonable guess that this is normal behavior? So we don't actually know what the, the timing is of the keystrokes. Right. But we know, hey, it's normal green. Hey, it's abnormal. Let's go to another check. And make sure that the right person is in our environment all the time. Yep. You know, I'm, I was aware of a situation that happened in San Diego recently where a company, uh, a customer, they got kind of tricked. And they wired, you know, $700,000 to a, a, a fake, mm-hmm. you know, a bad actor. Yeah. And, you know, you look at that happening in our industry and it's it's heartbreaking. 
that this kind of stuff can happen mm-hmm. to people. But the the reality is everyone's got to have another level of kind of intensity and focus around this stuff. Yeah. Because it's real. Absolutely. I think with wire fraud, that's what you're describing. Yeah. That's, you know, that's sort of the use case. Once they get in, once they're sort of talking to people and it's rules of three, kind of like sales, I would imagine. You know, the first time you talk to someone, cold call, yeah. kind of ignore you, blow you off. The second time you're starting to build that rapport. Yeah. And by the time you get to the third time, you know, just because of the way the how fast businesses transact, they kind of believe you. And they're like, oh yeah, I know this guy on the phone or this lady and I'm gonna, I'm, I wanna be helpful and whatnot. So that's the wire fraud. It, yeah. it comes in a couple different forms. But where we see it is if they get into your account and they're able to see some of the transactions, we put a lot of loan numbers and whatnot in our emails. Mm-hmm. So they start to build this case of how to manipulate the customer, which is third party to Loan Depot. So that's well, yeah, the, the, from my understanding, it was it was an email from a spoofed escrow mm-hmm. and it, it looked almost identical yeah. to the emails they've been getting mm-hmm. from that escrow person. The signature was the same, mm-hmm. it, you know, the, it, it, everything was dialed in, except the only thing that was different was that the email was slightly different. Mm-hmm. and they didn't see that. That's surprising. Sometimes they're exactly the same. They're screenshots. And really what you don't see as the user, it's a screenshot on an email, and all it is is a, a box for you to enter things, your account yeah. number, whatnot. Yeah. And then the transfer goes through. By the time the transfer hits and you realize it, they've already moved the money 17 times, and you know it's really difficult, oh, if man. impossible, to get it back. You're doing police reports and whatnot. You're calling yeah, Loan Depot. You're asking us to investigate. We, we're certainly willing to do that. But there's not much we can do when it's a third-party risk like that. So the best we can do is get in front of people and educate them that yeah. this is very real. Very it's real. It's very, very serious. Uh, so we want to make sure that we take the right precautions so that you can just focus on uh, the machine of, of originating loans. You know, it's crazy. And when I, when I take some of our um, potential recruits through the Mellow Lab, and we go up and we look at the war room, as I call it. But what, what do you call yeah. it? We call it the Security Operations Center. Okay, so I call uh, it the or war the Mellow room. Command Center. Um, sure. It's amazing, right? So there's all yeah. these TVs and there's all this stuff. But one thing yeah. that always stands out for me is this. You've got the, the, the globe, if you will. Mm-hmm. And you have all these little pings coming in from yeah. other countries. Mm-hmm. And it's like thousands and thousands a day from certain countries. Mm-hmm. What are they doing? So what they're doing is they're trying to get into our systems. So what we're looking real time is the threats around the globe. So what's interesting is how the social or economic factors adjust those threats. Hmm. For example, the president comes out and he says something that uh, the globe doesn't agree with. We're going to start getting attacked from those places. They're not necessarily attacking Lone Depot. Huh. Instead, what's happening is they're sending all these electronic pings to find vulnerabilities. And when they do, they share that intelligence and exploit all those vulnerabilities at one time. What would be a vulnerability? So you think about like when you're on the freeway in the morning and there's no traffic clear. You're just sailing to work. It's yep. the best day ever. You probably know it's D-Day because that never happens in Southern California. But let's assume it does for a second. Then we've done our job. So we have all these right filters. We're blocking things out in the appropriate place, and you're just clearly streaming along. Now, attack would be I'm going to send 5 million requests at your inbound uh, port. That's a little nerdy, right? But it comes in all at one time, and we don't know how to filter it out. So we call that a denial of service attack. And what happens is they're trying to overload the system. You got it. It clogs everything. Uh, our firewalls will shut down. You won't yeah. be able to do business at all. You'll be like, hey, I can't do my job, and it's because we're being attacked. That's that's wild. Um, I've even heard, and I have no, no substance behind this, that there's been some mortgage companies that kind of got held hostage. Ransomware. What yeah. is that about? Ransomware is interesting. So this is the, the millennial sort of criminal. 
they, they're so yeah. lazy. They don't want to take your data. They just want you to pay to unlock your data. So your data actually never left. You just can't do business. They just lock uh, you out. They just lock you out for sure. <coughs> so they, they, and they usually ask for little bits of money, but once you pay, it's going to escalate, right? Because they got well, in. They know. they know how they got in. They can get back. They in leave again. themselves a little door. So it might be five thousand now, and then it grows into millions of dollars. And you know, you see it all over the news. Different places, depending on how they're structured, they're either paying or not paying for these types of attacks. Uh, you know, once you start paying terrorists for things, you know, we go downhill very quickly. So we, we take some, some pretty serious actions at Lone Depot to prevent that from occurring. Uh, and we're constantly testing sort of the resiliency of those plans to make sure that doesn't happen here. Uh, but again, it's the same as I told you before. We need the help from, from not just the folks in the back end, but we need to get the message out to the front end so people realize that it's little simple things that can be prevented. For example, just don't click the link if you don't know. Uh, we deploy a lot of technologies to help folks. Uh, but hold on. Okay. Let, let's just, let, let, let's talk that. about unpacking. Like don't click the link. Yeah. What damage can clicking a link really do? Oh my gosh. These links have what we call payloads, right? And the payloads are meant to be destructive. So the minute you click a link, you don't realize it. You could be given full visibility to everything on the computer, to the bad guy simultaneously and not even realizing from it. one link, they, they can get link. full visibility into your computer. Absolutely. How's that possible? payload that's in there so it'll send a signal it's an executable file sends a signal back uh basically they connect in or remote connect in right uh, and they're in the background just kind of watching what you're doing see i, I want to just pause for a second because for those of you that are familiar with great technology partnerships um you know we have that at lone depot where you know someone sends us a quick link and all of a sudden the it guy is on your computer mm -hmm. right so you're telling me that there could be a bad actor who sends you some link about you know download your you know cd here and yep. some loan officers are like, oh, you know, and all of a sudden they're watching. Absolutely. Or it can be a helpful IT guy. I mean, how many loan officers know all 300 IT people that we have? So if you don't know us, I mean, it's pretty easy for me to, uh, well, you guys probably know Alex, so it would be hard for me to, to, to say I'm Alex. Uh, but I could be John Smith or whoever yeah. that is, right? And I could call and say, I'm John Smith. I got to do this update. You know, I just want to take over your computer for a minute and I'll get it done for you. No worries. You guys go get a coffee or whatever. Uh, you come back and I've already downloaded your entire customer database. That is crazy. I yeah. see it. I mean, I, I can I can see that. So, um, you know, salespeople don't realize this. They have a we have a naivety. It's like, well, you know, it's just it's a link. You know, whatever. I just I closed the window that opened up. You know, yeah. I I didn't mean to click it, but it could have serious consequences. It does. And I think what's interesting here, just a kind of a fun fact. Yeah. You know, we run these anti phishing simulations all the time. So if you guys don't know, are you sending out part of them? Are you sending out phishing emails to try to trick the the field? We do. You, you so, do, don't so you? Stand by. Stand by, Loon Depot. We have, uh, uh, we'll, be, we'll be fishing your, your cell phones here this year, so I'm giving you that advance warning now. Okay, there, there's one of our clips for everybody. Yeah, there it this is. is real. This is how, we have our own team. What, okay, hold on. Is this like, I read something somewhere, and this could be totally not correct, but like black hat, white hat, gray hat? Is that yeah, a thing? That's a thing. What, what, what's, what, break that down. What's so, the? Simple. White hat, good guys. Black hat, bad guys. Gray hat, confused guys. <laughs> no, are they really confused? <laughs> yeah, or I are mean, they just playing in the middle? You always have that sort of inner personality where some days you, you want to be great and some days you, you want to be a little nefarious. And, uh, yeah. you know, typically those are uh, the gray hats are the guys sort of playing both sides. Yeah. And so we want to deploy white hats to stop the black hats. That's right. And some of them could be gray hats and you don't know. Well, it depends. You know, there's, there's a big conference once a year where the, the good guys get to become bad guys and we sort of get to play uh, sort of cops and robbers, for lack of a better term. So try to break each other's systems down? Uh, more than that, we try to break everything. So we, we descend upon Las Vegas the first week in August every year, and it's it's kind of summer camp for us because all the theories that we talk about all year long, that's the one place where we actually get to break into cars and houses and technological systems. And I want to come to this. You this should. is amazing. That would be great. Take the, take the, the ship podcast on the road. You'd oh really get a gosh. kick out of you it. You just go in there and you just break stuff apart. Yeah, we two years ago we hacked into a Tesla, so that'd make you real comfortable as you're driving home 
at night. If you show up on my Tesla screen, I'm going to freak <laughs> out. Like, hey, Alec. That's all you need. Just I'm here autopilot how driver now. <laughs> I'm taking over driving. <laughs> That's right. Oh, my God. Okay, let's Daily not go there. my car. Okay, so um, what are you working on right now that you're excited about? Yeah, we're excited about uh, the transition of easing the customer experience. So I okay. talked about passwordless authentication. Yep. So we're moving from the 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 sort of the more rigorous mobile device management solution we deployed a couple of years ago. Okay. Uh, we heard you, so that's important for everyone to know. And now we're moving to a mobile application management uh, software. So instead of managing the device itself, we're going to be looking at just Lone Depot apps. Uh, so we're nice. not going to deploy things. We're not looking at your phone. None yeah. of that. It's simply the the hook of the or the certificate, which is more important, that authenticates your hardware into our backend. Okay. And then that's going to open up all your access to everything else. Very cool. So we're working across IT to consolidate and centralize, shift things over to the cloud, which simply means for for the users, uh, it's better agility to give you what you need, and we have the scale necessary to evolve as the business shifts. That's, That's really fine. important for people. That's awesome. Yeah. And then so for us, we'll move to a better MFA platform. I don't know what that, that means. That's that six-digit code you get when you log into your bank. Yes. Uh, so we'll do it on your phone, which gives you a one-button push because we like the stoplight mentality. And then once we get all that in place, we'll turn off the passwords and you truly will have passwordless authentication. Turn off the passwords, That's man. Right. That's like, that's so like music to, get, to my ears. We're hoping to get there by early next year. If we can just if we can just convince everybody that this little bit of, of heartache that's going to happen over the next four yeah. or five months is worth it, we can get to the all place you have to say no is, is All you have to say is you don't have to remember passwords anymore. That's it. You, no one will. It'll be good. That's awesome. What else? Anything else fun you're working on? Um, we have Dark Trace. So you've seen that as you walked around our, our sort of command center, for lack of a better term. Yeah. Darktrace is cool. We've implemented that for you guys. It's artificial intelligence and machine learning. And what that product does is it kind of helps you prevent hurting yourself. So we look at all the normal traffic versus abnormal traffic across our network. Okay. And if it's abnormal, we use uh, threat feed. And we have this cyber analyst now, uh, which kind of saves us on, on humans. Yeah. You know, we had a small team anyway, yeah. so it's not like we were going to grow to 4,000 people. Yeah. So we're trying to use technology to mitigate the threats at the lowest possible denominator. And what are they trying to stop? They stop all the bad guys from coming in. It's coming in, good things from getting out. If you start sending customer files 300 at a time or something, it's going to send you a note saying, are you sure you really want to do that? Yeah. Uh, you might think that's a little wonky if you get that pop-up, yeah. but it's serious. So if you're not sure, just give us a call. We're happy to answer your phone and, or answer our phone, take your calls, and let you know that uh, we, there's probably a different way to do that. We're also on the email side. So we're looking at emails today. We've just launched this product a couple of weeks ago. Mm. So hopefully all of you have seen uh, the benefit of getting less phishing email or spam in your yeah. boxes. Yeah. Uh, we're down about 80%. And how we'll how, does, it, how does it tell? It looks at a whole bunch of indicators across the email, things that humans can't see. Got it. Uh, so when you're looking at a, a link, there's actually metadata inside that email that yeah. the computer can see a whole lot faster. Yeah. So the technology reads that and it shifts it off to a quarantine state. Right now, everything's going in your junk box. Yeah. So we didn't take anything away. So if there is a legitimate emails It'll or whatnot, in there. it's in there. It gives you guys an opportunity to pull it back in your inbox and let us know. Uh, we'll continue configuring. But by the end of March, uh, our goal is to go live. We'll quarantine. You'll never get those emails again. We have about a 98% effective rate so far. Do you have a secret to stop spam emails? Yeah, don't open emails. <laughs> stop spam. I mean, we get I'm thousands just... of emails a day. Yeah. How, how do we deal with this? 
So there's a couple of different kinds of spam, right? Yep. So we have the the bad actor spam we've been talking about a lot, yeah. phishing and whatnot. So we're taking some steps to to stop that yep. or prevent that from occurring. And then you have the, your business partners that are spamming you. Some of you signed up for them. <laughs> you've been to these conferences. Yeah. You've dropped your and business card in a hat, whatever. Uh, and that's kind of on you guys, right? So yep. the idea there is we've given you a link in your browser. Uh, and it basically gives you a choice. Is this junk, not junk, phishing, whatever? And the more often you click that, there's artificial intelligence that drives behind that too. So you need to click the same thing a couple times, and then it'll automatically start filtering those things into other folders. I don't think people know that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I didn't know that. Now you do. It's great. We have a whole website too. So for those of you who can get to Inside LD, go to the Information Security website. It says I is. So if you have a question about what is, go there. Uh, and it, all the stuff is built out. We've spent for the last 10 years building collateral to help you how-to guides, job well, Hold on. You're asking salespeople to go read stuff, man. No, it's color. It's pictures. We made it pictures. <laughs> we, don't, we don't want you to read anything. So very, very much pictures. Oh, Learning my numbers, you. it's great. <laughs> um, okay, so we're kind of... We're, <laughs> I know this has been um, hyper um, helpful for people that don't understand the bus- this business side of our business, yeah. which is really cool. And I, I, I'm sure that people are getting really good insight out of this. Um, for the, for the salespeople out there running around, what tips, tricks, best practices, heads up, um, you know, we kind of unpack that, click a link and how damaging that can be sure. as an example. What should they be paying attention to so that they don't hurt themselves or their company? So the first thing, let's talk about as individual work towards a company, right? Yeah. As an individual, you guys should all have Microsoft Authenticator. If you don't have it, go download it. It's a simple app. You install it. It's 30 seconds. And what it does is gives you a second layer of protection for things like Yahoo, Gmail, your social media accounts, your mm. bank account, all those other things. Because if someone does get your password, and I can promise you, if you're ever in Southern California, stop by my office and I'll show you how easy it is to show you your password, right? Well, wait, 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 how? Ah, well, that'll cost you lunch, but I'll show you. It's fun. Is that, it's Very that quickly. easy? Yeah, it's really, get really quick password. and easy. Think about all the other breaches that you have in the, in the market today. Okay. Uh, for example, I was reading this morning... Uh, T-Mobile had this sort of email compromise just this morning. Really? So it's a very large thing. Uh, and what they did is they got the, the customers and the employees username and passwords and that's sent out, right? And so the idea behind that is if they get that and you don't have a second factor or another layer, then they're in your account. You don't even realize it. So that's Microsoft Authenticator? Yeah, that's what we use. It's free. It's easy to install. It's really, really And it's cool. another layer of protection. Uh, it's another layer of protection. It gives you that automatic six-digit code. Once you route it in, it's seamless. You can remember yourself. It pings off of your phone or wherever that code yeah. is or the cloud, it'll let you through. No break, no big deal. The only pain is the first time you log in. Uh, first time you, you got to set it code. all up. Yeah, you just got to enter the code. Takes uh, 30, 45 seconds, but it gets you to layer, even myself. So I got one yesterday in my Yahoo account that someone was trying to log in from Pakistan. I thought that was interesting because I'm not there, uh, but it stopped him because my second layer of protection hit me on the phone and said, are you there? I was like, no, definitely not there. So it's pretty cool. And you don't have to worry about your passwords as much. Uh, because they are compromised. We we tell them all the time. Uh, I think that's a point people don't don't realize. Yeah, and most people, here's another good rhythm. You guys are using the same passwords at Loan Depot that you use other places. And when those no, other places, hey. No, we're not. Listen, you, no. you know. You're <laughs> it's the same password or a variation with like another exclamation <laughs> point. Like, like that's every single person in the it. world. You know, and people aren't using <laughs> license plates anymore. It's pretty crazy. So uh, you're using them. When they get compromised, they go right into the domain or where you work or whatnot. And they're looking for that sort of highly valuable data. Um, okay, so what else? Um, that's an individual. It's a Microsoft so authentication. MFA, get some point of endpoint protection. So when you get these high-powered computers, make sure you're having some protection on there. So again, you can use Microsoft Defender. That's free. Uh, there's other products that have free versions for personal use. In the company, we have our own that we pay for on our products. 
if you're dialing in through Citrix or some other method, remember that the machine itself still needs to be updated, not just the virtualized machine that you're working off mm -hmm. of, uh, because that piece of hardware still contains a lot of buggy things that yep. uh, changes all the time. So do that. Second thing is, or sort of the last thing, number three, yeah. uh, is make sure if you're unaware of something that you're calling somebody. Uh, shoot us an email. It's not always called a service desk. Get a hold of someone that you know here. Uh, send us send us an email uh, at iso at loanedepot.com. Yeah, just let us know, uh, and we can help you. Even if you're having some, and I'll cautiously say this, but even if you're having some, some personal issues where you're not sure, we get it all the time from loan officers. Hey, my kid did this, or my yeah. spouse did that. Dude, we'll check for you. We're here for you. Uh, you know, we talk about our customer and delighting them all the time. Uh, you're my customer, so it's it's yeah. my job to delight all of you. Well, but on the flip side, if you're if you're not responsible in this area, you can cause so much harm to mm -hmm. the customer you're trying to delight. Absolutely. Without without meaning to. True. You know, and and that to me is the biggest tragedy of this stuff because we're trying to help people, mm -hmm. and then if we're lazy or we're complacent or we don't think about this kind of stuff, and the next thing you know, we've hurt our customers. Yeah, it only takes one. I mean, we say that all the time. This is not, uh, you hear terms like FUD, fear, uncertainty, and doubt. And that's yeah. not that's not our, our sort of position. What we're trying to do is help you understand that it only takes one bad action to take down our entire network. So we have tons of professionals, super, super smart people uh, behind the scenes keeping this thing up and running. We just need a little help, a little wisdom, a little bit of foresight from you guys, and we can go a long way together. So last question. Sure. Which, which we can have multiple answers to. So I'm not <laughs> saying this is over. Um, where's this all going? Where's cybersecurity going? Like, what's the future of this crazy cyber world? Yeah, it's, it's becoming the world. By, That's by very good By force or by choice, uh, we are moving into a virtualized environment. You know, you see everybody doing with disruption, right? You have these mm -hmm. manual processes. Now everything's online. Yep. Uh, you don't even go to stores anymore. You're, nope. you're buying stuff from your phone. Like, you got to stand in the store. You're like, what? Even your cars are driving themselves. Yep. Like, we are just dependent on data. So you're going to need cybersecurity in everything you do when you connect a new device or a piece of technology into a network. And your houses are networks. So that's the other thing. And then you've got Netflix or any of this, these smart TVs. Of course. That's connected to your credit card. And... <laughs> I don't know if I want to tell it to your audience. No, but no, it's really you cool it, if you tell it. Say uh, it. So if you go out into your audience and you put in 192.168.1.1, some weird screen is going to show up, and that's your personal router. And those of you who haven't changed the backend password, I'm going to tell you what your password is. It's admin is the username, and password is the password. <laughs> so you go log that in, and now you're into all your neighbors. <laughs> now I'm into your yeah, Netflix. That, now that, into that, I don't know if that's a accounts. clip, but that's that's a that's incredible. You're right. You're yeah, right because there's that. There's that back door. You got it. And people don't even think about it. No, because you just change the password inside the house. You're like smiley one or, mm -hmm. you know, guest two or whatever. And that's cool. That keeps the... Password the, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, you, you got it. Whatever works for you. Yeah. The, <laughs> <laughs> but you got to remember that there's the back end side. And if you're not protecting the back end, your entire ecosystem is interconnected and people are getting in. Uh, and it's very scary things. You can get in through your cameras and whatnot. Now you got Dude, people somebody can be sitting outside your house on, and jump on your Wi-Fi and get in there. Yeah, now they're in your cameras and they're watching your kids. How about that? Oh, you made it real scary. creepy. Yeah, you right. made it real. I'm not yeah. trying to make it creepy. I'm just trying to make it reasonable for people to understand that, listen, very real things can happen just by ignorance. Well, we live in such a sheltered world. Yeah. We just put the blinders on a little bit. Yeah, you got it. And we, we also get distracted. So I'm not, I'm not going to just say we're all dumb and blind. But it, we, we we're working. We're busy. Like, mm -hmm. there's lots of stress on our lives in for sales. Sure. And right now, in this interest rate environment, there's tons of stress on us. Yeah. Not only to respond to the influx of customers, but just... When we, when we build a pipeline like this, it's, it's stressful. So, yeah, I mean, we're not thinking about it. You got it. So I think a couple precautions, right? Okay. You know, 
friend, your neighborhood cyber professional. I love that. That's thank, that's <laughs> thank your 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 IT professionals that are around building all these new features yes. to enhance your lives. Uh, and when you when you see folks, remember that we're working twenty four by seven behind the scenes to to make sure your lives get better, uh, easier, faster. And when we have a little bit of a mistake, what we ask for is the same as you ask your customers. If a pipeline slows down, we're getting to you as fast as we can. It's never the intent. Uh, you know, for for cybersecurity, we kind of. Uh, branded ourselves a little different because it's not about the people. So we have the mellow cyber squad sort of behind the scenes. We I like to that. brand it as best squad only we get things done. So that's a good thing for you guys. <laughs> so if you have a problem, mellow cyber squad at loandepot.com, we will come running. We'll get you through the pipeline. Uh, we'll help you. We want to get you back up and running as fast as possible. So Billy, this has been a cool session for me because I think it's just, it's, it's nothing that normal people talk about. Um, in my world, we're always on the sales and social media and branding. Yeah. And then this is just like, oh, no, what are the real defenders doing behind the scenes in the dark? You know, stopping the bad actors. So I, I super appreciate time, super appreciate everything you do. And so modeling podcasters, we are closing it up. Remember, if this gives you value. Like, subscribe, share the message. Appreciate you guys. We are out. Have a great day. <laughs>